Hi. I have had Frosty the Snowman stuck in my head. Uh-oh. Uh, but only the part that goes stumpity thump thump thumpity thump thump. <laughs> and it's a really, really great memory for me, though, because back a million years ago, when Sharon and I first bought our house in Long Beach, California, in the early 2000s, um, we had a friend lived with us. She had a, a, a baby, um, and for I won't get into all the reasons, but she lived with us for a couple of years, and so we got to watch little Sophie grow, who is our um, goddaughter, oh. and um, she lived with us from basically six months to about two, two and a half. And um, she's all grown up now. But anyway, she just thought it was the funniest thing when we would sing Frosty the Snowman and Sharon and I would go thumpity thump thump thumpity thump look at Frosty go. She would just giggle and giggle and giggle. And so I always think of that. Someday if she decides to get married and then you're doing a toast and you just sing that. Yeah, I'm gonna. I love it. The, the other thing she liked was she when there was a period where she was colicky. I don't know. I guess all babies have that. She needed to be. She liked to be to dance and be bounced and and kind of held and bounced around. That's the only way she would fall asleep. We had this mambo record, this like goofy like party <laughs> mambo record <laughs> that we would play. That she, we ended up giving. I think we ended up giving her the CD after. Uh, like for her, I don't know, 10th birthday or something. Like, oh, you liked this when you were a baby. But there was this one, and I forget it was, it would go like, do, 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 oink, oink. <laughs> she liked that too. Oh my goodness. I like that. <laughs> so yes, when she, when she gets married and I get to do the godmother toast, I will, uh, I'll bring all that out. <laughs> oink, oink. See if the DJ can play that. <laughs> Do you know the Oink Oink Mambo? <laughs> right? It was on my playlist already, buddy. <laughs> so, Claire, I don't know if you heard, heard this story or not, but um, I saw Anna's post, and she was talking about pajama day at work and which pajamas should she wear. And so I voted on which ones I thought she should wear, and I ran in and put my pajamas on and ran to work, ran into our dear friend Deanna in the garage, and I said, where's your pajamas? And she goes... What? Why are you wearing pajamas? I go, it's pajama day at work. And she's like, yeah, no, it's not. Oh, what? Well, then what what was Anna doing? What was Anna voting about? She said soon. I miss soon. Pajama day is soon. She said the word soon. Yeah. Oh, so you... I mean... You were just dying to wear your pajamas to work. You just needed an excuse, Lori. Yeah, yeah. So... That's so cute. I assume you stayed in your pajamas and didn't go home to change. Yeah. Well, it was comfy, Yay. but also uh-huh. it was my pajamas, and I did get some looks. <laughs> <laughs> Were they festive holiday pajamas? Well, of course. Well, then, fine. It's Christmas. Anything goes right and now. And I do work at the Christmas station. <laughs> yes, you do. yes, you do. Yes, you do. I wish you came in with a onesie. Um, (laughs) she came in with the pajama shirt, but I think you were wearing jeans. I was. And I wonder if you were just being cautious, you know, (laughs) like what if Anna's wrong? My (laughs) only concern is what if I have to stop somewhere on my way to work? At least I can cover up the top with a coat, but the bottoms. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of chilly. It's not like it's. Yeah. But I will right. say the next day was ugly sweater day and I had a lot of anxiety about that because I showed up to the Christmas party <laughs> in my ugly sweater and I'm like, oh, am I going to be embarrassed if I got this wrong too? <laughs> but you got that one right. I, yes, I did. <laughs> if if anyone was, was going to say if it wasn't ugly sweater day and if they said, oh, I love your ugly sweater, I was going to be like, this is my good sweater.
It's my pretty sweater. <laughs> I only have one ugly Christmas sweater. I have one one actual ugly Christmas sweater, and it's not even that ugly. And then, um, but I do have some T-shirts that Sharon made. There was once an ugly Christmas sweater run, mm. and we were like, why would anybody want to run in a sweater? <laughs> so she actually made, they're so cute, she made these puff paint T-shirts. She like just basically drew ugly Christmas sweaters, only mine was an ugly Hanukkah sweater. And we're both are like, they're cats, right? Like a cat, like a Hanukkah cat, a Hanukkah Christmas cat. They're so cute. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'll wear that. But I don't think I have an actual ugly Christmas sweater. I suppose I should invest in one in case I ever have a job where I have to go to work again. <laughs> well, I will say that there were a lot of people there with not ugly Christmas sweaters. And somebody, when I posted, did a post, they said, our work does spirited Christmas sweaters. So you can wear an ugly one or a pretty one. <laughs> Aww. Some of the ugly ones are pretty, too, mm-hmm. so it's they like... They really are. Okay, yeah. Anna might not remember this. Claire, you might. I do, because I'm older than you both. I remember when it was just Christmas sweater. They were all ugly, right. but everyone was like, oh, nice, cute sweater. And then all of a sudden, someone's like, let's call those ugly Christmas sweaters, and then the whole trend started. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Yes, in the in the 70s, we just mm-hmm. called it sweater. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even in the 80s, it was just sweater. Just and your Christmas around sweater. There it, of course it they were ugly. Kitsch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the whole point. <laughs> and you had to wear it. And usually it was a gift from your great Aunt Bertha. And you just wore it. That's right. <laughs> but then there were those people that, that wore them and loved them and thought they were beautiful. And you're like, oh, right. that's ugly, but she likes it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how old the person was that decided it was called an ugly sweater. Right. When you it know, got deemed Right. Yeah. right. I feel right. like maybe so, it was yeah. millennials because, you know, millennials are responsible for everything. In fact, Taylor Swift just turned 34 and she said she is or she is turning 34. She is proud to be a millennial. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. That's funny. She's been around so long. I don't think of her as a millennial, but I forgot she was like 14 when she yeah. started. So <laughs> right, <laughs> just a baby. <laughs> yeah. Taylor Swift, the Time Magazine Person of the Year. How oh, about that? Yeah. Deservedly, I think. A hundred percent agree. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're so teaching. They're teaching college courses about her. Right. Yeah. About yeah. Her music, mm-hmm. but also just everything that she's done. Like you forget a lot of the stuff that she's done to empower artists, not only herself but other artists. With you know her stand against Apple and Spotify about how they were paid. Her stand against the you know her catalog being purchased by a bully by a person she just didn't like you know so she just took control of it and rewrote her own music Mm -hmm. I mean and not a lot of people could get away with that but it's a lot of empowerment I mean we think of it as girl empowerment and women empowerment but I'm sure there are men too that are like oh you mean I don't have to just you know have somebody rub and rough shot over me I can actually stand up for myself yeah and then all the like I heard a story I had never heard before where um I guess when she um, was first starting out, she was opening act for um, Kenny Chesney, mm-hmm. and um, he wanted her to perform at uh, his show at Gillette Stadium, but his tour was sponsored by a beer company, and the beer company said that it, was, it violated the rules to have her be on the tour because she was still under 18. So they had to kick her off the tour, um, but when the tour was over, he gave her, he paid her for what she would have made. Yeah, Mm. that's integrity. And she took that money and she paid out her team. She paid out her her Mm. crew and all the road team that she still had. Um, 
Isn't that amazing? That's wow, integrity that's for both of them. Right. Um, mm. And I just mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we work in an industry where there are a lot of people that, you know, seem like they're awesome and they're not. And so when you and I think, you know, when Anna went to the concert and said everybody should go, it's like when you see somebody who is really true and authentic, you want to support that. Right. Right. And and you get and I'm as guilty of this as anybody. When someone becomes a huge star, you're like, oh, my God, I'm so sick of that person. I need them to go away. <laughs> and. And I, I don't know. I never felt that about Taylor Swift, but I think that's because of the way I got to watch her kind of grow up as a little country artist through the industry, you know. Um, I, like, she's not a flash in the pan. Like, she really, I think, works really, really hard at it. Mm-hmm. So I hope that uh, other people, I can understand why people would hate on her. Not hate her, but hate on all the glim and glitz and glam and eras everywhere and why are you on Time Magazine. But I do hope that people who feel that way take a little time to to learn a little something yeah kanye (laughs) i feel like every week she's breaking a record now she's got a guinness book of records because of uh her eras tour going into being a in the theater right so she just keeps breaking records and and she's it's like she's so smart she just keeps trying all these new marketing things and and like you said that she didn't let the bullies get her down and uh, you know, she just keeps putting her head up. And it's not because everything's easy. It's because she keeps no. on. It's because she keeps on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's investing in real estate. She buys houses and property everywhere. I mean, she's just <laughs> like, she's Oprah. I mean, she really is Oprah, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of ways. Um, and she's sporting that Casey Chiefs jersey so I well. No. <laughs> I'm curious as to how long this this era will last yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't matter it's yeah. none of our business but i hope they're having fun oh let me tell you something do, do you have some insight anna a little oh detail. yeah dish 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 she does not mind if someone calls her mrs travis kelsey <gasps> what oh <laughs> maybe she's adorable maybe she'll be like adele and be like hey he's my husband <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute, mm-hmm. and the bro- those brothers. I'm rooting I've liked for the brothers them. for a while. I'm rooting for them too, just because they're fun. And you it know? can't be easy like- to have such public lives. Like just for them to, right. you know, like if you if you were just a normal person and you met your guy at the coffee shop and smooched, it's no big deal. But my goodness, you know, they just have to be. They're watched everything they do. That's got to be really hard. He had to buy another house <laughs> just <That's> to, right. <laughs> just to get away from the public. <laughs> Oh, was he living off a, a mean drag? <laughs> he was. Yeah, I think he was just living oh, no. in a regular old house, and he had to go get one of those uh, gated. gated community yeah. houses. <laughs> Shoot. Mm. Well, you know what else isn't easy? For me, I, I kind of cringe sometimes, because when I watch them on TV, and if they're losing, or if Travis is kind of pissed off about something, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, what, is, what does Taylor think? <laughs> like when when they're losing, I'm thinking, oh, she's got to be so bummed out. It's going to be WWTD. What would Taylor do? I do think of that. What would Taylor do? So you can't even enjoy the Chiefs losing anymore. Now you have to worry about what Taylor thinks. And if Mahomes like says like like you know loses his, which he did, 
You know what she did? I'm like thinking, oh no, what is Travis thinking? And what is Taylor thinking <laughs> about that? I don't know why my mind is going there. I, and I don't know how many people are really doing the same thing I am with, with that. A lot. I suspect really, a lot do you are. Think? Yes. Because <laughs> I'm starting to think I have a problem. <laughs> no, no. I think a lot of people are wondering what Taylor thinks. But yeah. I mean, I also wonder what Brittany, what Mahomes' wife thinks, you know. In addition, I mean, when your husband goes apeshit on national television, you know. All right, right. Well, I thought you were going to say, what does Brittany think? And I'm like, she's thinking, Brittany, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, meant, I meant Brittany Mahomes, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> but my mind went there because, like, on my way here, I played, um, you drive me crazy. It feels <laughs> oh, I love well, Brittany, I love you, Brittany. And Taylor? Has anybody read Brittany's book yet? No, but no. I... Her naked book is like right on the back seat of my car. <laughs> so if anybody decides to look at my car, all they see is like Brittany, like topless. <laughs> Did you read it, Lori? Did you listen to it? I haven't. It's in my queue. I'm waiting for yeah, it. Yeah, me neither. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you haven't, you haven't started either? Mm-mm. Nope. Uh-uh. Okay, okay. Had, did you start your Jada book? I know I know these were our homework assignments, yes. but I... I <laughs> and none of us did it. Yeah. Yeah. Jada also, did it. on on she's on my hold, so... <laughs> we'll, we'll get to them yeah. eventually. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jada's yeah. so last month. Um, yeah. Brittany, so Brittany's been reconciling with her mom, I guess. <clears throat> oh. Or I don't know if reconcile is the right word, but I don't know that they were ever unreconciled, but they've been spending more time together, more mm. apparently quality time. I only know That's what I read good. on TMZ, but that seems like a good thing. Awesome. Is she okay with her sis? Don't know about that. When I was ordering that Britney book, there was an, what's her sister's name? Is it Jennifer? Jamie Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn. I thought there was a book from her, and I got the impression it was going to say some juicy stuff about Britney, but not in a good light. Mm. I don't know, though. Maybe I just read that wrong. Let's see what People Magazine said. They said, you drive me crazy. 2005, 2011, I'm a celebrity. Uh, Jamie hinted that they are on a path to reconciliation. So, no, not so much. Yeah. Path to reconciliation means, no, we're not talking to each other. That's how I interpret that, unfortunately. (laughs) I hope hope everything's going to be okay. (laughs) I don't like family feuds and, you know, or I, I usually think that when there's a family something going on for a very long time and when one person's more willing to forgive another person uh, right i i always feel like you know what just let it happen because you never know you never know when you can't really see that person again or what uh, you know you are so right about that it's interesting that's a little bit in my family right now not not Mine hugely too. but yeah i have an uh, aunt aunt bernice who's 99 and um you know we're all kind of making plans for her 100th birthday and all that stuff and you know god willing it's gonna come um and there's one person in my family that just has had some issues with her over the last couple of years and um you know he's still involved but he just he doesn't just recently we were talking about you know that he didn't want to he wanted to go visit her but he didn't want to be there alone and he wanted to know if i would go go there too he's like because she just you know she pushes my buttons and blah 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 and I'm like, you need to, whatever this is you got going on, you got to fix it. You got to reconcile it, you know? Yeah. 
whether it's with her or on your own or whatever, because if she goes before you reconcile it, you're just going to feel horrible for the rest of your life, you know? Um, so, and now we're talking about a 99 year old lady, but to your point, you never know. I mean, life is what it is. Right. And you're right. You have to try to, and it's hard when it's both people, but when one person wants to reconcile, you know, I'd like to think that the other person could suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say like, like for, for me, and I don't know how okay this is going to be for me to talk about, but like I recently talked to one of my brothers and you remember I had one brother who visited here with my mom just recently. And so that brother was, was like, it's not really talking to me. And it's been ever since a political conversation they had. An unfortunate thing happened recently. Uh, My uncle died. And uh, so I was calling all my brothers and everything. And I called the one that, you know, wasn't talking to the other. I hate to say it, but like every conversation we have for the last decades or so have been, I'm mad at this, I'm mad at that. And he's talking about things from back in the 90s or, you know, like, and it's kind of like, oh, man, well, Mike's not thinking about that. And I think he just wants everybody to have a good time. There are some things that some family members just won't let go. And I, I can't fault them for that because it's their own, what what they went through or whatever. But I'm right. thinking with you, with, with Aunt Bernice, it's like, you know, you got to let that go, not just for the amends, you know, but for yourself. Because if you can't, right. if you can't let that stuff go, and you're just gonna s- seethe about this, because right now I'm thinking, is he just talking about this every single day to his wife and his kids? Well, I or does it I only feel... come up when you with you? And that's another thing I'm starting to consider too. I just told this to Mark. I said, you know what? You know what if it's just that because I'm the little sister, mm-hmm. and you know, or somebody in the family, and because he, he's talking to me, that's it surfaces. Like maybe right. that's the only time, but like I talked to his wife like recently and she said something about poor you having such strict parents. I'm so sorry for what you went through. And I'm thinking, well, no, I, I don't know where you're getting this because yeah, I mean, yeah, we had strict parents, but uh, like I moved on, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I didn't right. know how to tell her. And, and then getting into this conversation with my brother is kind of like, wow, someone didn't move on. And, and now it's kind of like, and he's mad at some people that are not alive in our family anymore. I don't know how to cure that. I don't know if it's my place to cure that, or I just got to let them be until they finally realize, oh, wow, I've been just kind of so bitter that I've been not asking anybody else how they're doing (laughs) you know what I mean yeah it's so interesting and I think we've talked about this before but like whether you're siblings or even a even not family members just let's say in a work in a work environment how the same person and their manner can affect people in different ways you know whether they're sarcastic Mm. or mean or funny or not or permissive or you know whatever they are Uh, you know like with Aunt Bernice is a, a perfect example I don't think I don't think she says things to me any differently than she says to this other person. It's the way mm-hmm. that we perceive it, you know? Yeah, uh, to your point. And unfortunately, he really does take things like he, he, he takes offense to some of the most common said things and sees about it like it burns deep in him and I don't know I don't know what to say I don't know how to say hey you know don't you think you're going a little too far or just let it be and just he has to figure it out for himself you know but and he's married and has been married happily it sounds like for a long time and he's got kids right so yeah you know he hasn't let it impede his life in any way I hope not 
but it's obviously hurting. It's impeded his life with his family, you know, his immediate family. I mean, that's, you know, that's hard. Yeah. I think that is a hard one. And Anna, what you said is like, I don't know what to do. And as I'm listening, I'm thinking about, you know, there's families where people say things and get offended, but there's also families where there's extreme abuse where, yeah, we're not going to let that person back in, but we still can find a way to forgive. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, it's kind of like there's this spectrum. And I know I've seen a family that was going through kind of a crisis. There was some bitterness and not talking. And when the crisis happened, all of a sudden those things just dropped off and they just dealt with the crisis and, and everybody was kind of back in unity. You know, you see that happen once in a while when somebody gets hurt or gets in a car wreck or something bad happens, then people are like, um, oh, you know, maybe we should. But then here you're saying, you know, you lost an uncle, which I'm so sorry that happened. Thank you. Yes, I am sorry. But yet you're still not getting. So it is interesting. And like you say, it's it's something that we might say, hey, that's nothing. Somebody else might be just holding on to a fence for so long. It is really interesting to me. I think it's interesting when, like, so there were four of us kids, right, Um, growing up together. I, I feel like the four of us really did, go through maybe the same things as far as strict mom and dad. They're the first immigrants that came here. So that was a little hard, blah, you know, all that kind of thing. We And we've all talked about it as teenagers and as young adults and everything. Um, but, and I did say this, I'm like, so do you feel like you had, you had it worse than the rest of us? I mean, I hope I said it as gently as possible, but it was kind of like, I think he, do, he truly does think that. I guess, like it's what you guys said, the, you know, you perceive it differently, somebody, you interpret your, your, your childhood differently and everything. And sometimes you can get out of it and sometimes you can't. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, as far as your head goes, your head, if it's stuck, like, I I swear he said something about (laughs) our oldest brother. He got to have two Apple computers back in 1991 or something like that. And I'm like, dude, he is stuck about some computer uh, that probably used the phone line back and when. Uh-huh. Uh, he is not getting past that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I don't, and I, you know, you just got to listen. And I guess I, I was trying to be a good listener and everything. I was getting a little offended by his offense <laughs> to some of the, th- you know what I mean? And, and I think I said the words, thank goodness you're not going to let politics uh-huh. get in the way of your relationship <laughs> with your brother. Cause that would be silly. Mm-hmm. I think I said that to him right. and he just kind of glossed over what I said and just pretty much saying, no, yes, I am. Wow. Oh. Yeah, drama. That, I'm sorry I got into this. That's okay. But when you're talking about your older brother, I just I keep thinking of the term baggage. I mean, he's carrying baggage. that around. You know, micro trauma, macro trauma, whatever it is. Obviously, that computer thing bothered him, and it's probably symptomatic of something bigger. But ah, oh, dude, you got to let that one go. You know. Oh. You know, I think what's really hard is people feel like if they forgive, then they have to let go of that they were offended 
And that forgiveness isn't really about letting anyone off the hook. So, you know, I do a lot of work Mm. with people who were traumatized and victimized as children. And they, you know, some people are like, I can't forgive because I let them off the hook. Well, it doesn't let them off the hook. It lets you off the hook. Because you're holding on to something. And that person Mm. who offended you, they might not even have memory of what they did. They're going about their life, doing their thing, happy as a clam. And here you are holding this big, like you said, Claire, baggage that's tearing you down, weighing you down, when if you were able to let go and forgive, you would get the freedom. Like, I'm thinking, I, I don't even know what it, if I should tell Mike about this conversation. Mm. Like, I talked to him right after I talked to... Uh, it was like night and day, by the way. It was like, here's the angry, angry brother, angry, 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 angry. And then I get a call from Mike, who was, who, who was like, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Ah, just doing this. Yeah, it was like night and day. And I'm like, oh, man. And But I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know what? I, I don't I don't think I should tell him about this conversation about how angry is about him and everybody else and all this kind of thing, because And I don't know if I'm doing the right thing, but I'm kind of like what it boils down to is it's nothing that Mike can do about it. Yeah. And and I think a part of it is with maybe he's doing that to try to punish Mike. Mm -hmm. But I'm like. Well, you know what, then I'm not going to tell Mike and then you're not punishing him. Then it's on you. you I don't know. Am I doing the right thing? You're you're wanting it. You're wanting us to give you a yes or a no. (laughs) Yes, please tell me what to do. Okay, I don't know what to do. I I think you are doing the right thing. I think you're doing. I you're certainly doing the right thing for you, and that's in my view the most important thing. (laughs) You know, looking out for number one. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything that will be solved by you going into it with him and it everybody's and also the other thing is everybody relationships with our siblings is all personal too right I mean I have a we each have a different relationship with each other than 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 they do and I get that in my case it's a reflection of our age and, and all that stuff but I think yeah I I'm 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 with you on that decision Lori well I mean I I like what you said you did what's right for you because if uh, often if we get in the middle of it, then we're carrying both sides and it's not even ours. Right. It affects yeah. us, but it's not ours. And, um, you know, there are so many families that do stir the pot where somebody gets in and is like, hey, did you know? You know, and then that just causes more of a um, the word beehive comes to me, you know, stirring the <laughs> stirring the pot, making the bees angry, poking the bear, all of that, you know, <laughs> all these creatures. Yes. Hornet's nest. That, <laughs> that's what I was trying to think right. of. Yeah. Right. Bees. <laughs> but uh, but also it's it speaks to to you, Anna, that you're you're looking at this and you're going, do I really want Want this drama because I think a lot of people do kind of like the drama and I feel like it just speaks volumes about where you are in your life that you're like you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring this drama into my house mm, like it, it. is there going to be a point at which you're all together well we tried we tried twice this year my mom and brother they actually had a stop in um, and it was going to be like a three-hour stop and they've been trying to give him a call to visit him just for a couple of hours before their next flight to, to Seattle and back. Mm. So twice there, there, but then we had this reunion in LA. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, yeah. So the three of us went and, and, and I even told, Hey, you know what? You don't have to stay in a hotel. Our cousins will keep you guys uh, at their house and it'll be free. Just, you know, if you just get the flight or whatever. And, 
that's when I was able to talk to his wife about things. And that's when she just kind of got into this, poor you. I'm so sorry <laughs> that you have to hang out with your mom. <clears throat> and I'm like, <laughs> well, I, not poor me because I haven't seen her in a while and I'm fine. And, you know, I got over that 20 years ago mm-hmm, right. <laughs> or whenever, you know. Interesting. Families. Families and holidays. It's interesting (laughs) because I work at the Christmas station. So, you know, and I've been wearing my sweater. People are like, oh, you know, you're so festive. I'm like, hey, I work at the Christmas station. But also I'm hearing from people that, you know, they're saying, you know, it's been really hard for me to enjoy the season. This is, you know, like maybe all their kids Mm. are with the in-laws this year or, you know, people that are older. Maybe they're, you know, going to be alone and trying to find a way to enjoy the holidays you know, but also there's some s- struggle and some sadness. And so, you know, right. I think, you know, always on mm. my show, at least once a night, I say, you know, holidays can be hard. There is a, a, a there's a 988 number you can call if you're in crisis and that reaching out is much better than isolating. But I think people, when they're feeling bad during the holidays, they think they're the only one because they see everybody else having fun. So I think it's really important to say that, you know, th- that people are struggling and that that's okay, and it's okay to talk about it, um, yeah. and even though it doesn't feel like it, like, I don't want to rain on their parade, I don't want to make, but when we reach out, people feel honored that we share things that we're going through with them. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a tough, it's not, you know, for a lot of people, it's very joyous, but it, it it's also a lot of pressure. You know, we put pressure on Ooh, ourselves, yeah. we put pressure on each other, when we whether we need to or not, you know, Um to be happy or spend money or decorate or, or whatever it is, you know? And I think that for people who enjoy that stuff, you do you and enjoy, you know, start in October and do it up, you know, mm-hmm. but not everybody's into it. And it's, it's hard to, um, it, mu- it must be hard to be amongst it if you're not into it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then maybe you feel like what's wrong with me? Like, Everybody's happy. What's wrong with me? But what I'm finding is when I'm sitting down talking with people is that there's a lot of people that are struggling and sad and they're not like suicidal or, you know, devastated, but they're struggling and that it's okay to talk about that. And and actually what happens is when they find out maybe you've struggled, too, they're like, oh, I guess it's not that bad. You know, it's validating and just being willing to to hear and not judge and not fix. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, not fix, yeah. right? Yeah. Not fix. Just listen. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We solved the world problems. Seriously. We can go do traffic There's now. Always... <laughs> <laughs> we can go tell people where to go, Claire. <laughs> That's right. In the midst of the hustle and bustle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. It's definitely been the traffic's definitely been crazier. That's for sure. I mean, <sighs> you see it I see it every year, you know, you get, you know, it gets darker, obviously, and then it's, you know, we've got the, you know, rain on and off too, but just that, like, we're, what, 10 days out, just that, like, oh, I got to go, everything's just a little busier, a little bit later, Mm -hmm. a little bit more, whether it's shopping or, like, the holiday parties are going on right now, so even, you know, weeknights, all of a sudden there's people out because they got to go to an event, Mm -hmm. you you know, normally nobody's out on a Tuesday through Thursday, and suddenly it's, it's crazy, and it's, it's it's hard not to get, you know, a little tense yeah. <laughs> with everything mm-hmm. just amped up. But then you know when you get to January, it's gonna be like ah, oh, right, you know, nothing. 
Yeah. Like nobody's going to do anything for two months. Right. You know? <laughs> oh, and so what we noticed, uh, we had our, our, our uh, company party. Anna found a new favorite restaurant where she got to play games and she's so happy. Well, somebody asked for a ride home and I said, sure. And so they said, can we stop by? Oh, it was a like a World Mart or something. And we noticed here we are looking for Christmas things and there's already Valentine's stuff. <laughs> filling the aisles. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I have a um uh the dentist. And yes, by the way, I, in case anybody's wondering after the last 2 years, I did finally go to a dentist. Woohoo. Um, <laughs> Good. I've actually been there a few times. Um but I was there I had to get a crown on Monday and um he they're so cute. They're the nicest people on planet Earth. Mm. But the dentist and the and the the lady who's like the assistant, they're just like having this whole conversation over my mouth. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> but so he has a, a son. His son is going to be three and, he, and they've got a, an infant, too. And his uh, son was born on December 27th. And so he want he wants to make very sure that his birthday is separate from Christmas. So what he and his wife decided was that every year Christmas was going to go from the day after Thanksgiving until December 25th. And then it's done. So they've been like doing everything like they've gone to lights displays and they make a huge deal about Christmas and this and this and this and this. And he's like on December 22nd, it's going to be gone. He's like when he goes to bed and the night of December 25th, tree gifts, everything goes away. The house goes back to normal so that we have a completely normal nothing day on December 26th. And then boom, his birthday's the next day. I think that's really cool. Now, whether he's going to be able to keep that up for the next, you know, 18 years, I don't know. But (laughs) But I, I love that idea. Yeah, I have a Christmas Eve baby, and it was never easy. And we tried to have half birthdays for him in the summer, and everyone would be like, well, it's your half birthday, so we're not bringing a present. So, you know, uh, it was like uh, he just got, I feel like I have a lot of guilt. I feel like he got cheated all through life. And even, you know, his grandma <laughs> would combine the gifts, and it's like, seriously? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Poor kid. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't have just held it for two more days. I know. I tried. Believe me. He was a 10-pounder. He was not staying in. Whoa, Lord, no. Uh-uh. Ow. Not. That's what I'm Shoot. saying. We all have someone we love, like the favorite lyric in our favorite song. You can't imagine life without them. So tell them today, I love you. Get screened. It could help save their life. Visit cancer.org slash get screened to learn more. I do want to tell you about a meme I saw and it was someone just put it out today and it says as a kid did you ever knock on people's doors and run away before they could answer well guess what we're hiring and it's a UPS ad (laughs) (laughs) that's adorable it's like my favorite recruiting ad now I love it that's great I love it (laughs) (laughs) so be nice to your UPS and FedEx drivers Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. that's right whoever you use (laughs) DSL or all the delivery peeps out there Amazon. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yep. Uber. Awesome. All right. Well, where can we find you guys on the social media? Uh, I'm on threads at Claire Beverly Radio. And I'm on Facebook at Coach Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E. IG with Mm -hmm. just.anna.com. 
D. <laughs> and if I'm wrong, dots. sorry. <laughs> Just <laughs> all right. So if you're on Insta, you could be on Threads too. Ooh. Oh, I can, can't I? I yeah. just haven't tried. Uh, uh-huh. I'll try, uh, and maybe I could tell you about it next week. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> or I'll call you, Claire, and ask you how to do it. <laughs> oh, it's pretty. There's a big button there that says, I want to join Threads. It's mm. pretty easy. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I can That's do it, you can do it. That's how smart I am. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. Or... Love you too. We'll see you next week. Woo. This is Listen and Learn. Or, or... Not. not. Oh, and by the way, Claire showed us or not is a word, one word, or not. <laughs> or not. Oh, for my crossword puzzle. That's right. Or not. <laughs> for real? So, so we'll be changing our verbiage. Or we'll type it as one word. <laughs> or dot, not dot. <laughs> or not. Or not. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye. Love you, girls. Bye. 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 Bye.